Romans 5, verse 1 through 11. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glorify in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Romans 5, 20 to 21. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay. okay. Is there a question on the next slide? I had a long day yesterday. I don't even remember where we are in this service. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. Read that question because I want to talk about the verse. We're going to back up to verse 1. I'm just going to go down through there and kind of talk about grace for a little bit. And we're going to do the same thing again, pass the microphone around, but I want you to be thinking about how has grace impacted my life? What has God done for me? And uh, maybe have a few of those thoughts about what our Savior has done for us personally, because we're going to do communion, and the whole idea of communion is remember me. So that's what we're doing as a group. We're remembering him. So just be thinking about that. We'll get there in a few minutes. Back up to verse 1, Bryce. Thanks. All right. Therefore, by faith, justified, I'm no longer guilty. Free to go. I have some grace, but having been justified and no longer guilty, I have peace with God. I don't know, peace with God. Yeah, because he doesn't see the sin stuff anymore. That's been settled, justified. There's no crime here. There's no more guilt here. We have peace with God. How? By faith. And sometimes, do you all feel like you're at peace with God? No. But we believe that we are because the Bible says we are. And so the desire to just trust him even though we don't necessarily feel it. But to uh, know that he has set us free and we're at peace with God. 
Who's responsible for that? Lord Jesus. Next verse. And it's through Him. Access by faith. We've been justified by faith. Now we have access, like a big door is opening. And we're allowed to come into something. What are we coming into? Grace. Where is it? We're standing in it. How deep is it? How deep do you need it? It's abundant. It's flowing. It's there. It's real. It's a thing. And there's more than enough to go around. But it is by faith that we get this justification position. We have peace with God. We are allowed to enter into his presence and we are standing in his grace free. I mean, the whole idea of just walking into the throne room of God without being struck by lightning. I mean, I hear people say all the time, well, I'd come to church, but the roof might cave in. Well, if you sat under that window over there, it might, but so far after two years, it's still swinging. We're good. No, it, it's grace. We're standing in the grace, and God is not coming down on us because he's the one that justified us. He's the one that brought us into peace relationship. He's the one that said, come on in. And, is, and here we stand rejoicing in the hope of glory with him. And that hope, again, is a level of expectation that only the benevolent benefactor can deliver the grace that's needed to solve the problem. And since he's the one who has done all of this, what else can we say? Stand in the glory of God at peace. And it goes on. What's the next one? Not only that, but you're glorying in the presence of God. Oh, look, another problem, whatever. You can glory in the face of tribulation. I mean, we get overwhelmed by hardships. And that's a fact. I mean, we all know and have all felt the hardships of life. And they come at us. And sometimes would almost take us out and we say if it wasn't for my faith or if it wasn't for the help of others that's grace coming in our direction if it was you know the hardships but they they produce something like okay lord i know this is tough but i'm going to keep going because back doesn't look that good to me i've been there so i'm going to hang on and i'm just going to keep going forward i'm going to keep keep on keeping on i'm going to persevere not so that i can get saved but we're already we settled that in verses one and two we are now standing in the grace now we're trying to live the life out here in the troubles the troubled spot and we're going to just keep on why because we have a relationship with god and this perseverance verse four it goes on to change our character and our character brings us to a stronger hope position. Why? Because we got through the last 50 years of Christian living and the hardships of it. We're pretty sure the Lord can get us home. Is there bumps in the road yet? Probably. It'll be okay, though. He hasn't changed. Verse 5. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out. We sang about being poured out a little bit ago. The love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. 
Spirit of God is with us. If we don't understand the first two or three verses about what being justified and having access into the grace, you're going to be disappointed in the hardships. You're going to be in despair, depression, and all the other D words I can't think of, but there's thousands of them, it seems like. You know, we just get down. There's another one. I mean, there's so much that if we don't understand the love, you know, our lives get disrupted and discouraged and disaster strikes and destruction comes. What is with the D words anyway? Now, my wife's name, Dale, goes along with delightful. But, well, after I said all that about D's, I thought I better pull myself out of the fire. <laughs> I didn't write the Bible, hon, sorry. No, but that's, that's the thing. It's like if we don't understand what we have in Jesus, then we, uh, we're, we're, we're going to end up in that disappointment spot. But we don't have to be because of God's love. And if we understand the depth of his love and the peace and the grace and the access and the justification, I mean, there's like 17 weeks of sermons right there. Then we're going to get bummed out over it all. But the Holy Spirit of God is with us. Jesus has not left us as orphans. He said, I'm with you. My spirit is with you. And we're standing in his grace, and he is standing with us, and we have access. And I mean, it's you talk about grace. The benevolent benefactor has delivered a full board. All we have to do is say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Six. For when we were very weak and without strength in due time, Christ Jesus died for the ungodly. Seven. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. Eight. But God revealed, demonstrated, took the lid off so we could see what was in there. He demonstrated his own love in a way that we could understand it. And that love is directed toward us. In that while we were sinners, while we were weak, and still dead in our sins, in a sense, Jesus said, look, I can take care of this problem. Christ died for us. That cross was my cross, of my grave. And when he rose from the dead, he gave me that life, too. Do we trust him? Nine. Much more, having now been justified by his blood, we sang about that today, saved from wrath to come. Are you afraid about the future in eternity? If there's anyone here who's afraid about the wrath to come, I'm afraid you haven't quite caught up to the love of God. Because in John 4, 1 John 4, he says that, that love cast out all fear of judgment. There, there's nothing left. If Jesus died for the sinner while we were still enemies and while we were still in our sin, I mean, what is he going to hold us accountable for? He has set us free. We're saved through him. Ten. For if when we were enemies, we were brought into a full relationship with God. Isn't that amazing? Reconciled to God? I mean, 
we were at odds. I, I could give you a short list of people that don't like me. A few of them I don't like either, so I guess we're mutual. But, but you know, when it comes to God, I was on the naughty list. I mean, I was on the wrong side. My whole, I was a sinner, an enemy, a weakling. I couldn't fix the problem. I had nothing I could do to change that. But Jesus came in, and he fixed the problem, and he reconciled our lives back to God. He brought us back into a relationship with the Father. He calls us friend and brother and all of that. Through the death of his own son, much more. That's the second time he said it. Having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not his earthly life. I mean, that's not what we're talking We're talking about he died on the cross and paid for sin, was buried in the grave. Where is he now? Living, ever living to make intercession for all of us. You got problems? I want you to know this. Jesus is praying for you right now. God is praying for the Holy Spirit. Well, however, it's a Trinity thing. I can't explain it. But God is involved in this process. Jesus rose from the dead, ascended on high, sat at the throne, and took up a position of being our personal advocates in the royal, holy, heavenly court of law. And he says, these people are now justified and have access to the throne room. Grace. We are saved by his life, the living one, the resurrected Savior. Eleven. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Rejoicing in God because of Jesus. And par partially that's what communion is about, is what we're remembering him. Because he has brought us back into relationship with God. You say, well, I don't really feel like a righteous man. I don't feel like I'm really that close to God. I don't feel, I feel, feel. Maybe that's true. Maybe there's some things in our lives that we could work on. But none of that earns any points. The thing that is true is that by faith in the death, burial, and resurrection, what Jesus did at Calvary, he has said, I'm going to get you home. I know this life is messed up, but I'm going to get you home. And that's the whole message over and over and over. And so we meet as a group. We try to get along. We try to help one another. We try to love one another and serve and serve our neighbors in the community because we want the grace that we've received to be shed to them too. That We want them to see the love, see the grace, and know the life that we're talking about. Anybody in here perfect? I guess I'm the only one with my hand up. That's not good. I'm not either. None of us are. How many of you believe Jesus is the only hope? You know, that's a different story, isn't it? That's a hallelujah story right there. And not only that, but we rejoice in God through Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Next verse, Bryce. We jump to the tail end. There's a bunch of verses in that chapter in the middle, but they just talk about the law. And the law was only given to reveal to us that we had a problem. So when the law came, the Old Testament law, like people were so messed up, they just like, they didn't. and God says, okay, 
Here's the book. Did you do this? You didn't keep the law. Can't keep the law. Well, that's sin. That's the problem. That's what I want to take care of. And the law was given so that we would know we're going too fast down the road. The sign said so. You know, it doesn't change anything, but at least we began to see and to understand. And when the law came, it was revealed to us that we had a problem. We all have a problem. We just identified that a minute ago. But where sin did abound, you know, when the law said, look at all your sin, it's like, ooh, that's ugly. I don't want to look at that. But when we saw it, we realized we need a Savior. We need help from Jesus to get us out of this place. Grace much more abounded. Grace abounded much more. Third time he said the much more thing. So whatever incompleteness we might feel in this life, whatever sins we might still be struggling with, whatever hardships, trials, persecution, whatever, whatever, whatever. We just keep on trying and doing the best we can, but do it in faith, trusting God, because by faith we've been justified. By faith we have access into the grace, and the grace is bigger than all of it. And the grace is just bigger. What's the last one? Last verse. So that sin acted like it had the throne room, but all it ever produced was death. Even so, grace might reign through righteousness. Whose righteousness? The Lord Jesus' righteousness. He has given us all of his own righteousness. And we're standing in his grace, justified, loved, reconciled. I mean, the whole, I mean, it's so few verses, but so much in it. And it's all grace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's amazing grace, isn't it? If we would just exercise a little more faith and trust, there are, there are days ahead of us that none of us like. We see signs of things personally, in the family, in the country, where we just want to see redemption win. We want to see God's grace poured out. And uh, it looks more like the Holy Spirit's hovering over the temple and about to cross the Kidron Valley and leave before the Babylonians come in and destroy everything. That's what it feels a lot more like, something out of the book of Ezekiel. But God, even in all that, it's not, I don't care how bad it gets, personally, our faith for eternity is in Jesus, our Savior. He's going to get us home. What we have here is a place to trust Him. That's it. This is our testing place. When we see Jesus face to face, we won't need faith. We won't need to trust him. We won't need hope because we will have him. And the greatest of these three, the love of God will be right before us. Love himself. So we're going to do communion right now. I'd like to pray for the bread and the wine. The guys will come up and pass it out. We're going to sing a hymn while it's being passed around. And... Uh, you know, if you're with your spouse or family or whatever, when you get the elements, just go ahead and take part anytime you want. And at the end, I'll close with a word of prayer or something like that. But let's just pray for a minute.
Lord, we ask your blessing on our time. We know that your word is true. We know that you love us beyond our even uh, ability to understand what we heard tonight. I mean, it's just, it's so much to it, Lord, beyond our mental capabilities. We want to thank you. We're simple people, and uh, we just simply want to trust you. So help us in uh, this next few minutes to embrace you, love you, confess you as our only Savior. And as we take part in the communion, may we just remember that you are the Savior. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, communion here is if you're trusting Christ, then you take part. Don't worry if you're your visitors too, you're welcome to take part. You know your faith relationship with the Lord. So, okay, let's go. You were the beginning.
ask your blessing on us tonight as we go from this place we have access into the grace help us this week to walk as though we are in your grace to live it the best we know how we thank you for your life a life that has set us free lord jesus we thank you and praise your holy name what a powerful name what a wonderful name Lord, we thank you for each other, the love you've shown and the love we give. We just ask you to help us to walk on in Jesus' name. Amen. What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is.